This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Good evening. It is a focus tonight on school security and safety Bay Area wide of the fatal stabbing of a 16 year old student inside a classroom on a Santa Rosa High School campus. Today on the campus of Montgomery High, the memorial for the teen continues to grow, a place where students, parents and staff have gathered to comfort one another. The victim, a 16-year-old, police say a 15-year-old student was arrested, and tonight the mother of another boy involved in the altercations is demanding answers from the district, saying they should have done more to prevent this violence. Our Betty Yu has been there all day talking with parents and the district that's now responding. People have been stopping by the memorial all day to pay their respects to the victim behind me. Among the mourners today, the mother of that second stabbing victim, Cruz. I feel like I have to say something on my son's behalf and his best friend Jaden, who was also like a son to me, they've been friends since kindergarten. Um, the stories and things that I've heard regarding the incident, um, I feel are not accurate. Maria Cervantes was visibly distraught, standing outside Montgomery High School this afternoon. Her 16-year-old son, Cruz, was stabbed in the hand and received stitches. She said the school recently alerted her to violence and tension between the older students and the freshman suspect. Jaden and her son, seen on the left in this photo and on the right in this one, were best friends. You guys told me when three weeks ago you pulled me in for a meeting to let me know that my son was assaulted three weeks ago by the same individual, that you guys had firsthand knowledge that this was gonna happen, and you didn't even stop it then. She said the district assured her that things would be taken care of. There was gonna be policies and procedures and extra security in place to make sure that something like this didn't happen, but it did, it did. And my son came into that office yesterday asking and screaming for help and there was no admin staff available when my son was there trying to get his friend help. And as recently as a week ago, she said the same suspect slashed Jaden's car tires at school. Our children were failed, and ultimately it took Jaden's life being taken for eyes to open up and people to actually realize that this isn't a joke. We asked the school district to respond to those very specific allegations. We were given a statement that read in part, we are reviewing safety needs across our district and working to ensure that we can adjust and amplify our work to help ensure student and staff safety in our schools. Jaden's grandfather described his grandson to KCBS radio as outgoing and a good kid. He had some conflict earlier with, during the week with the, with the kid or something. I don't see why the school didn't do something about that. They stabbed all of his tires and stuff on his car. The school should have been on top of this a long time ago. Um, and, and, and I feel failed. I feel failed. I didn't get a call from the school when this happened. An hour after this happened, I got a call from a student. You heard what Cruz's mother had to say. Santa Rosa police told us that the two boys, juniors, walked into an art class yesterday morning. They were not enrolled in looking for that freshman. Moments later, a fight broke out, and that's when the suspect pulled out a knife. Now, this incident is reigniting the debate about school resource officers and whether they are necessary to keep students and staff safe. After the death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police, a number of local school districts got rid of on-campus officers, and that includes Santa Rosa, Oakland Unified, and San Francisco, and West Contra Costa. 
San Jose and Fremont originally agreed to phase the program out, but decided to keep officers patrolling campuses. Berkeley also decided to keep them. Now, there has been criticism that having armed police on campus may further marginalize students of color. But today, we talked to someone from the National Association of School Resource Officers. He says campus officers are meant to build bridges between students and law enforcement, and it all comes down to training. When they're properly selected, and this is, you know, picking the correct person that wants to be in this environment, that understands this environment by specific training, and understands the adolescent brain and their place inside of the school. And our role is to be a part of that safety team inside of that school, to work closely with school administrators, to work closely with school counselors, and to build relationships with the students, the student population, the staff in the schools, and that's proactive. It's hard to say if what happened at Montgomery High could have been prevented, but Hardy says looking for early signs of conflict or bullying and getting those students the help they need is key. He adds that mental health resources and counseling at schools are critical, especially after what students went through with the pandemic. We will have much more on the SRO debate on our late news coming up at 11 o'clock. All right, let's take you to the South Bay. Police and special ops found explosives and narcotics inside a home in San Jose. This is along Potomac Court in the southern part of the city. It's very close to Henry T. Gunderson High School. Police say a 35-year-old man was arrested and his wife and two children lived in the home right now. The fire department says the home is not safe and neighbors had to be evacuated from their homes just in case there's a blast. The FBI is now assisting police with the investigation. Uh, there's a lot of material in there that we need to go through that we need to make safe. There's so much material in there that we've had to call in some federal resources to assist us with uh, the proper handling and, and rendering safe of uh, this evidence that's here. So it is not clear how the explosives were found in the suspect's home. Crews plan on being on scene at least through tomorrow. California Senator Dianne Feinstein is in a San Francisco hospital tonight. She's battling a case of shingles. The painful skin condition often develops in older adults who've had chicken pox. The 89-year-old senator said in a statement she's expected to make a full recovery and hopes to return to work later this month. All right, traffic is flowing smoothly again along Interstate 80 across Donner Summit in the Sierra. The CHP closed it earlier this week because of blizzard-like conditions. Today, the open roads allowed families to enjoy the sun and snowboarding. There you go, and sledding at the higher elevations. People are being warned about the snow and icy roads, though, and the risk of avalanches, especially with another storm expected on Saturday. Hope is fading to find the popular DJ on 94.9, Jeffrey Vandergrift, who hosts the JV show. His wife releasing a statement almost one week after he disappeared from his San Francisco home. She says, quote, personal information has recently been discovered that leads us to believe JV will not be coming back. I tell you this with incredible pain and sadness in my heart. The radio station shared his message, shared her message, that is, and wrote that anyone who has listened to the show for the last year knows that JV has gone through an intense battle with Lyme disease. Bay Area lawmakers still pushing for a bill to cut out paper receipts after failing to pass it into law in 2019. Assemblymember Phil Tang announcing the bill again on Thursday. The skip the slip legislation would require businesses to only print receipts if customers ask for them. Retailers would get two warnings if they do not adhere after they'll be fined $25 a day. Nating says billions of trees and millions of dollars would be saved and hidden health risks would be reduced.
All right, you do have a little more time to file your taxes. Isn't that great? Today, Governor Newsom announcing California is extending the deadline to October 16th for California counties affected by the winter storms, and that includes all Bay Area counties. This aligns with the Biden administration, which announced last month that the IRS is extending it to the 16th as well. Going to cost a little more for drivers to zip through traffic along Highway 101 in San Mateo County. Starting tomorrow, solo drivers must have a fast track or fast track flex toll tag to use the new express lanes. They've been added between Whipple Avenue in Redwood City and I 380 in South San Francisco to the airport. The Bay Bridge lights display is set to go dark this Sunday. After a decade, the lights were first unveiled in 2013 to celebrate the bridge's 75th birthday. The founder of the iconic art installation told SF Examiner that lights will not be gone forever, but instead it's on a hiatus. Oh, thank goodness. It'll need the financial support to continue. I do hope they find that. It's such a beautiful thing as you enter the city. I don't have the money to fund it, but I love to see it. Thanks for watching. The news continues streaming on CBS News Bay Area. We'll see you back here at 11 o'clock. Thanks for watching.